It's time for The Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's The Car Doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on Salem Radio Media. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. And you might be listening on AM 950 WROL or AM 1260 WBIX. Depends on what day of the week. If it's Saturday, it's live. If it's Sunday night, it's, well, it's not. But we can still have a good time. Uh, Big show planned for today. Uh, We have... uh, with us in just a second, Lauren Fix, and we'll let her introduce herself. And a little bit later, we're going to be talking to Brian Noble from Sylvania about a study that was just done about, do you want to see better at night? I do. And uh, a little bit later on, I think we're going to be talking with uh, in the studio here with Ira from the Car Consultancy. So we have a lot of things going on today. And uh, we're also going to be doing some trivia. We're going to review, be reviewing the all-new uh, Kia Cadenza. And... Um, Maybe playing a little trivia if we have time. We're going to give away some stuff. But with us right now is Lauren Fix. Lauren, good morning, and welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. Good morning. Glad to be back. Well, I'll let you introduce yourself. I, I, uh, you have you have titles that go on forever, including uh, a judge at the uh, North American Car and Truck of the Year, right? Yes, I'm on the jury. I'm also on the board and secretary treasurer for North American Car and Truck of the Year. We've now added utility dealers. We'll have three big awards at Detroit, and we're going to announce our semifinalists at the LA Auto Show. So busy stuff going on for you. But you're here here. You're here today to uh, remind us a little bit uh, here in Boston. Uh, when I got up to drive to the radio station, it was about 36 degrees. I think the thermometer in the mm-hmm. in the car Boston said. Time. Yeah, yeah, so it's time to start to think about getting your car ready, right? Absolutely. Fall is uh, National Car Care Month. And, uh, we do it in April and we do it in October. And the reason the Car Care Council does it, first off, they're a not-for-profit. We're not selling you anything other than we want you to be safer on the road, pride of ownership. And, and the, the key thing with the Car Care Council is we want you to be car care aware. And so people forget about it. You know, we had a wonderful summer. We always do. And Boston was spectacular. I was up there a couple times. And, you know, you think, wow, it's great. And then you forget, oh, snow's coming and that cold weather and black ice. And you start thinking, I I do need some snow tires, which I highly recommend, by the way. Mm -hmm. But uh, you see snow three times a year. And boy, did you see it last year. Uh, You're going to see it again this year. And we are, too. I live in Buffalo. So, boy, do we get snow. The last three years, we've just had evil cold. Um, that's when you really got to forget about those all seasons because they're really designed to work above 40 degrees. And so we're, that's not our climate. So neither are you or me. Yeah. So uh, that's when winter tires are, make a real difference. And there's a lot of different brands out there. I suggest you do your homework. Uh, you can buy it online. You can buy it. I'm sure there's some wonderful local tire dealers in your area that can mount and spin balance and put them on for you. Uh, if you've got room for an extra set of rims, that's what I do. I just switch out rims. But then people think, well, that's it. I'm done. I think, no, 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 no. There are nine fluids in a car, and I'll let you quiz some of your listeners sometime, or we can go through all nine fluids. Well, let's let's do let's do the top five of nine. How's that? Okay. All right. Do you want to guess, or should I just? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> a lot of you look funny because you 
get. Um, first thing's obviously the most important one is engine oil. That's the lifeblood of your car. I highly recommend if you haven't changed your oil, you don't or know when you've changed it last, go into your owner's manual. There's a service schedule in the back. That is when you change your oil. Make sure 100% if your car requires synthetic that you get synthetic. And people think, oh, well, I've got a Honda Civic. I don't need it. Oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of the new vehicles require full synthetic because the fact is they're aluminum, they're lightweight, they run higher temperatures. That's how we're getting the better fuel economy. So you're going to need full synthetic and get yourself a quality filter. So when you go to these quick oil change places, they're going to say, which I'm not the biggest fan of, you, they're going to say, you know, do you want full synthetic? Well, which filter do you want? When they have a choice of good, better, best, go for the best, or buy your own filter, which I've done before. Of course, I get a lot of mechanics yelling at me because they're like, I don't bring eggs to a restaurant. But you know what? There's some great synthetic filters out there. So do your homework on that. Um, it's your car. It's your car. Yeah, it's your car. It's your second or third biggest investment you're ever going to make. So uh, take yeah, care of it. Absolutely. Right. And then, of course, we'll go to coolant or antifreeze. Same thing. I never want to get stuck with a frozen engine. That is bad news. So if you've got long-life coolant, again, that owner's manual is your friend. In the back, we'll tell you if you've got long-life coolant, how long it's good for. Now, if you take it to a mechanic, I recommend an ASE certified technician, which I am one of. I'm not a master tech, but I love the master tech. Mm -hmm. Um, Have them check the coolant. It takes two seconds. You can do it yourself with these dipsticks you can put into your reservoir. You can buy them at auto parts store, and they'll tell you, you know, it's good. It's within the range. What actually it does besides not freezing your engine is there's rust inhibitors in it because, of, again, we're talking about metals. And sometimes dissimilar metals, when you have two types of metals together, can cause corrosion. And you don't want that inside your motor because that, I promise you, will not be a cheap repair. So you want to be on top of that. And then, of course, going to the next fluid is power steering. Yeah, let's back up to coolant just a minute. I just want to remind yeah. people there are probably, last count, eight different kinds of engine coolant. Uh, depending on yeah. what kind of car you use, it could be gold, it could be red, it could be orange, it could be blue, it could be green. Yeah. Um, make That's sure you use the right one because uh, uh, some cars are very particular on making sure you use the right right type of engine coolant. Right, and if you use the wrong one, you're going to end up having to have it flushed out, and that won't be cheap either. Yeah. And we need, we're going to need that money for the holidays. Well, that's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I, I need to buy you a gift. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll have to send you one back then, of course. Okay. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, coolant, it's really important that you get the right one. You're right. So that's why sometimes it's best. Now, you just do if you want to go back to the dealer. You don't have to. Uh, certain manufacturers do do include maintenance. Like my kids just bought a Mini because maintenance is included. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, not every manufacturer does that. You don't have to go to the dealer. There's a lot of chain stores that are fantastic that are repair shops. And, of course, there's your independent guy who probably does good work as well. So you've mm-hmm. got to find someone you can build a relationship with and someone you trust. And, and if you don't know, you just moved to the Boston area, ask, ask somebody, ask someone at work, ask some, a neighbor, you know, where do you go? What do you, if not, you can always check online, but the, uh, the Car Care Council can also offer you a list of ASC certified technicians. Again, we want you to, to go to someone who actually knows what they're doing. Um, and then as far as um, continuing further to the fluids, you've got power steering fluid. If your steering seems fine, you have a brand new car, you're probably okay, but have someone t- check the fluid, make sure the levels are right. In some cases, you can't do it yourself. Uh, transmission fluid is an interesting thing because there used to be transmission dipsticks on older cars, and now they're pretty much all sealed. They don't want you in there mm. um, for a lot of reasons. You can't even change, maybe you'll change filters and stuff. You can't do anything anymore. Yep. Um, 
they actually, when you pop the hood on a lot of cars, you see this big piece of plastic over the engine. You're like, uh-oh, that's a sign. Subliminally telling you, take it to the dealer. You don't have to take it to the dealer. That's totally up to you. Uh, if there's a recall or a technical service fault, then absolutely, you know, let them pay for it and get a loaner car for free. Mm. That's what I always recommend asking. Uh, other things to look at. Uh, you've got rear-end fluids. You've got washer fluids. To top that off, I prefer the de-icer washer fluid. You could be able to buy it at any gas station. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I tell people avoid the ninety nine cent blue stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go go with a little bit better quality. You'll find that it it protects against freezing a little bit better. It works a little bit better, and uh, some of that blue Stop stuff is a little free. yeah. That blue stuff's a little hard on some of the pumps. It is. Yeah. It's called refreeze when you use the the cheaper blue stuff, mm. and you squirt it on your windshield, and especially like today, two seconds later, it's back to ice again. Yep. Like, really? I just I just squirted this. And you'll use so much of it and still get off. Yep. So if you use the de-icer washer fluid and keep the excess because you're going to fill up your reservoir, you have leftover, just put it in your trunk. Make sure you cap that because that stuff's poisonous. Um, the nice thing about it, uh, the other thing, just speaking of washer fluid, is windshield wipers. You should replace them every six months. If you've got the standard blades, you can go to any auto parts store. I guarantee if you buy them, don't sell them for you for free. Uh, it takes like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, I, could, I could have done this. As I always say, if I can do it in heels and a dress, anybody can do it <laughs> with nails. Let me mm. add that there. Uh, anybody can do it. It's super simple. Uh, if you've got the flat blades, like on a Mercedes or an Audi or a lot of vehicles that have it, uh, then what I recommend is replace them as they no longer do their job. And if you're not sure, you can just replace them. Just spray some glass cleaner or rubbing alcohol on a wiper on a paper towel and wipe it along the wiper blade. It'll yep. take off all that grime that you picked up from the summer, and you'll see that they actually work. If they don't, time to buy new blades. And then I recommend again, don't don't cheap out and buy the you know Joe's no no name blade. There's a lot of great brands out there. Buy the best you can afford. Yep. No, you're 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 absolutely right on that. You know we've covered. Make sure your car has oil in it, so and good oil, the right oil for your car. That's going to help with starting in the wintertime. Uh, engine coolant to make sure there's no freeze-up problems. Make sure the water pump stays lubricated. Corrosion stays at a yep. minimum. Windshield wiper blades so you can see winter tires so you can get going. A good battery so you can make sure the car starts. Yep. You know, these are yep. all some of the things everybody's going to need to get through winter and get through winter safely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that people don't forget all that. And headlights, I know you're going to be talking about that with Slovenia. They make some of the best lights out there on the market. I'm a huge fan of their products. Um, and some of the newer technology, these new headlights are so good uh, that, you you know, it's like daylight out there, which is great because, as I always say, 80% of your driving decisions are based on visibility. And I'm not, I'm not going to take a risk if it gets colder and it gets darker until we have, you know, the transition to, uh, to uh, the, changing the time back. Um, I always tell people, you know, and then at night it's going to get darker earlier. You know, you got to see and be seen. And if mm-hmm. those aren't the cases, then you're going to have a problem. So that reminds you when that first ice storm hits or that first, you know, you get out in the morning and your car is covered in that thin layer of icky ice, let the car warm up or get on an ice scraper and clean off your vehicle because if you can't see, people aren't going to see you either. And then bad decisions happen, and that's not good. That's yeah, and really have, they passed, have they passed a law up in New York yet? But you have to clean all the snow off your car in the winter? Uh, I know they can ticket for it if they wish to. If they wish to, yeah. No, they haven't passed yeah, the law. Yeah. There should be a law. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, people think, well, I've got a large SUV. What am I going to do? Well, you can go to any warehouse, you know, 
Costco type place and buy a, those extendable snow brushes for yep. nothing. And I and I have an SUV and I clean off the roof because the worst thing you can have is first off it blocks your rear vision and it also hits the person behind you, especially if there's ice in the mix. Can seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. No. Ab- so, absolutely. And you're, I, and you're responsible. And you're responsible. That's why they're going after people. Yeah. Yeah. In Connecticut, they passed a law that you that they can ticket if they just see you with snow on the car. And I think in Pennsylvania now too. So it's starting to make its way around. So people need to be careful and do it for common sense. Like you said, snow can blow off your car. Snow ice can blow off your car and uh, uh, cause a crash with the car behind you. But also think selfishly at the same time. Uh, All that ice, when it starts to thaw, you step on the brakes, it ends up covering the windshield. You can't see and you turn your wipers on. You could very well burn out your windshield wiper motor. Uh, absolutely, and that's not, not cheap anymore. Used to be no. able to access those pretty easily. Now, accessing anything, you know, as a technician, you got to dig pretty deep. I mean, you have to pretty much assemble the whole cowl just to get to a, a motor, and the fee comes to you. I mean, that no matter whether you go to independent tech or you go to a, yep. a repair shop. Yep, you know, it's easy. It's easy to spend five hundred dollars on a windshield wiper motor these days. Oh, easily, yep. easily. And then, of course, you don't have your vehicle during that time. So yeah. you either have to borrow a vehicle. It's just an inconvenience yep. for somebody else's in consideration. So, I mean, the big thing with the car care council is we don't have an owner's manual because sometimes when you buy a used car, there's no owner's manual. And, I, as a matter of fact, I recently bought a used car and it was nothing. Like somebody gutted the glove box and threw everything out. So if you don't have a service schedule, you usually can find them online by literally putting in your make and model and then putting the word service schedule. He said, you know, I just don't have time for this. I don't even know why half this stuff works or how it works. The Car Care Council at carcare.org offers a free car care guide. You can get one printed, which he'll send you for free. No ads, nothing, just helping you be safer on the road. Or you can download it in English or in Spanish. And it's just you go there, and it's right there on the homepage. And like I said, the goal is to educate and empower and really just help you love your car because it'll love you back. Yeah, it, it really... You know, when we look at all of these things, whether it's, you know, maintaining, doing basic maintenance or uh, just about anything when it comes to uh, making sure your car is in good shape. And I know from my daytime job working at AAA, the, the two biggest reasons we go out to get people, dead batteries, flat tires. And if you can help with any of those things, if you can make sure your, t- your tires are well-maintained, your battery's dead, less likely you're going to have to call 1-800-AAA help and have someone come to get you. Yep, and they have a repair shop all over the country. So um, we have one here right down the street from me. So I, I think one of the things, you know, if you if, if you want to spend a lot of money, you know, and sit around AAA while they repair your car, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But for most of us, we, we've got, we're busy. we got things, we got family, we got work, we got life. And, uh, you know, that just takes up every waking second. And so in order to make sure your car starts, gets to where you want to be, and you drive safely through the winter, uh, the key is just to follow some basic things. And like I said, winter tires, I'm a huge fan of. I yep. have an SUV with olive oil drive, and I replace, go to winter tires. Every car in our household has winter tires that drives through the winter. It just makes sense. It does. Put it, your car away, get a, trip, get a trickle charger. You can buy them anywhere. Yep. Uh, that way you'll make sure that you can start that car in the spring. Yeah, something something like the battery tender is a great one. You just put it on there. You can wire it in <laughs> place so it's as easy to plug in as a you know, toaster, and you're good to go. It maintains it, keeps it up, keeps it up in good shape. The website is carcare.org, and they're and they're uh, there. It's be car care aware, right? 
Right, absolutely. And if you want uh, some information from me or you want to sign up for my free newsletter, it's at laurensix.com or follow me on social media at laurensix, literally every form of social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you got you got most of them covered. I don't, I'm pretty I'm sure. Even so on Snapchat, believe it or yeah. not, I'm on everything. <laughs> well, you know, you 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 have uh, you have you have kids too, so you know they they probably yeah. keep you on the you they probably keep you on the cutting edge. They do. My daughter Shelby is the car coach 2.0, yep. and uh, she handled all the millennials and along with me, and uh, we teamed up. And my son actually writes, and my husband races professionally in Trans Am, and we are racing this weekend. In New Orleans, and he's going to take the points lead, I think, today. There you go. Well, uh, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Saturday morning and join us here in Boston, and and uh, keep the snow in Buffalo, will you? No. <laughs> we could use it. We've had three really bad years. It just kept on passing us and just dumped on your Yeah, Yeah, we don't have any water now, but, uh, you know, all the reservoirs are dry. But, you know, there's that there's that problem. So I guess we probably need the snow then, too. Hey, Lauren, thanks a lot. Always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, uh, best of luck Best of luck uh, to you and Paul at the race. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye now. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, I think we're going to be talking to Brian Noble from Sylvania about a study they just did about, uh, do you want to see better at night? I do. We'll be right back. debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-273-0135. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-273-0135 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-273-0135 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-273-0135. With the leaves falling and the temperature dropping, it won't be long before we're dealing with wintry driving conditions. Partner up with Sullivan Tire and Auto Service and we'll get you ready for anything Old Man Winter has in store. Now through October 31st, stop into any Sullivan Tire, buy three and get the fourth tire free on thousands of top quality winter tires in stock. Tires that are perfect for challenging New England weather. And we've got them to fit any size car, SUV, or light truck. And Sullivan Tire does more than just offer the best deals on tires. Trust our 
our team of ASE certified professionals to keep your car running right all season long. Winterizing, engine diagnostics, factory scheduled maintenance, transmissions, brakes, batteries, steering and suspension, exhaust systems, wiper blades, and so much more. Right now, save big on winter tires. Buy three and get the fourth tire free. Does not include Michelin brand tires. Don't let winter get the best of you. Trust Sullivan Tire to get you ready. Visit SullivanTire.com. Call 877-592-TIRE. These days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. At Tradeway, we teach you to start a family business by trading stocks. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Coming to the Boston Marriott Newton Hotel, October 28th and 29th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL or AM 1260 WBIX. With us on the phone is Brian Noble from Sylvania. And life is a highway, and I want to ride it all night long, only if I can see, right, Brian? You got it. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Hey, so uh, most people want to see better at night. And um, cars today, uh, headlights are pretty good, but they can be better, right? Headlights can be better, yeah. We've been using... The vast majority of cars have been using the same technology for many years, halogen headlights on the road. And most people don't know that there are choice. There are choices that they can go to the store and buy something that helps them see further down the road. And, uh, and, and it's not, you know, some people get a little bit uh, puzzled and confused because they see some of these cars that the lights are bright and they have a lot of dazzle to them. Sometimes they even have weird colors, purple and, and green uh, those those headlights aren't technically made for on-road use, right? Correct, correct. They, most people don't know that the headlighting industry is a, a regulated industry through NHTSA, and there are there are many choices on the internet today that are not legal. But many of the ones that are that you see, I'm doing my little air quotes, the blue lights. Um, a lot of those are completely legal. They are um, the HID technology, which is a much more expensive technology. You'll see even the next version of those, which is LED technology, those are all completely legal when done through an OE application and, and 100% legal design, but a lot of people are doing them illegally, and that's where people are finding blinding lights. Um, but with the product that Sylvania is making, our, our best down-road headlight, um, Sylvania Silver Star Ultra, it's not the blue light. It's completely legal for the vast majority of cars on the road today. Yeah, and this and one of the things that uh, it's because they're a performance light, some, similar to performance tires. Uh, sometimes you might not get the life out of them that you did, but the trade-off is better visibility, right? Correct. Through all of our research, we've asked that question so many times to find out: Would you rather see better, see further down the road, 
or do you want lights to last a lot longer? The trade-off is absolutely life, just like tires. You know, those performance ones, they, they will stick to the road at higher speeds and be safer, but they're going to have a shorter life. The, the technology for us is the same way. They're gonna, we're going to work the headlight um, hotter, harder, because you can't change the wattage. But with that, you're going to see better down the road, and it, it's, you know, safety is everything for us. That's right, and uh, and the uh, fastest growing population part of the population are uh, drivers are kind of the boomer generation, and uh, you know the time between we're twenty and forty years old, we need fifty percent more light. By the time we're sixty, we need three times as much more light. By the time we're eighty, four times much more light. So if the headlights, if our headlights were good in our car when we were twenty, um, they might not be the headlights we want in our car when we're sixty, right? Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. But I would even go the other level of that. Even our young teen drivers, experience plays a big part in it, too. But everybody could use better lighting down the road. Every foot counts in terms of safety. I always say it, you know, headlights are an active safety item. If you can't see something, you can't make a reaction. So great tires, great brakes, those are important. But if you can't see it, you're not going to use them. And you definitely don't want to use your headrests, your airbags, your seatbelt in, in, in a different situation. Right. So we want to be able to see, and it's it's everybody from a 16-year-old brand-new driver all the way to an 80-year-old who's still on the road who can still see, but we want to make sure everybody sees better. Yeah. No, it's it, it's really important. And I know we did some studies that showed that um, a lot of cars with standard headlights on low beam, uh, they don't do much good at over 45 miles an hour. You're sort of outdriving your ability to see where you're going. So that shows how important it is to make sure your headlights work well. And it's not just the headlight bulb. It's the... Um, the lens sometimes can be a problem too, right? Absolutely. The the technology, the polycarbonate plastic, which is different from the old steel beams from the 70s and 80s, which had a glass front, the plastic will fade over time. And as that fades, that's blocking light. The light's not getting on the road where you want it. So you're not seeing as well. So there are products on the road or in the market today that you can, you can improve. And in 30 minutes, we have one that's called the Sylvania Headlight Restoration Kit, but there's plenty on the market. That will clean the lens, make it close to new again, and, and it makes a huge improvement. And then you add better down-road headlight bulbs, and you can really see a lot better, and it's really important. And let's talk real quick about how hard is it to replace a headlight bulb most of the time? Most of the time, it's not very hard at all. It can take you a few minutes. You just need to get in there and get your hand down to where the headlight is. It's as simple as a quarter twist of the light bulb in the assembly and then unhooking the, the cables to it. Some cars are harder. Some cars you may need to remove um, the, the bumper. Box. The bumper. <laughs> there are a handful of cars out there. You need to remove the bumper, or you need to get in behind the back wheel well or the driver's side, passenger side wheel well to access it. But the the large majority of cars on the road, the normal person can do it. Yeah, and even the ones that say that you have to do a lot of extra work, sometimes all you need is to find a friend with a small hand. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And we've, we've actually partnered up with a company called CarCareKiosk.com, and they have thousands of videos of thousands of cars, and they can you can go step-by-step step how to replace the headlight in your vehicle. They'll show you the tools needed. They'll show you the uh, the steps to take. I need to take this bolt out or this item out or just reach your hand in there and twist it. Uh, you can see how to install headlights in step-by-step uh, in step for your exact vehicle. Mm. You mentioned LED headlights, um, are, and a lot of people are using LEDs for kind of decorative purposes, too. Uh, but they, they actually have some real safety benefits if people start to, if people use them as uh, replacements for just some plain bulbs, right? 
Correct, but not as headlights yet. Yep. Now, as as OE headlights, there are some very nice versions out there. We make a, a bunch of them. Today's Ford Explorer, today's Ford F one fifty are made up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. The headlight system and and those LED systems are amazing. But it, legally, you're not allowed to change a headlight from a halogen to an LED today. That's just not something you can do right. legally. The technology is not there. But in terms of mini lights, brake light bulbs, turn light bulbs, there are some great improvements. The LED bulbs that we make today that you go to the store and buy, you can put that in there, and um, LEDs light up faster. And at highway speed, if somebody were to be driving behind you at highway speed, somebody would see that brake light 18 feet sooner. Mm. If they're, if you're looking one-to-one exact comparison because of how much faster it lights up, which 18 feet, if you look at the average length of a car on the road today, that's a nice car length. And as people are driving faster, getting closer together, that's a nice little buffer. Hopefully somebody sees you sooner so their front bumper is not in your back bumper. Yeah, I mean, the difference between a crash and one that didn't happen is, what, an eighth of an inch, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my, my, my boss always said all accidents happen in the last 15 feet. But, it, you know, it's all accidents happen wherever and however, but that's just our running joke. You know, if we can make something, see, see somebody sooner, it's greatly improved for all. Yeah, it really is. It makes it makes all the difference. So good visibility. Um, and uh, better headlights really don't cost a lot more than standard bulbs, right? They they don't in comparison to what a front-end accident is. Yeah. If you were to go to the, to the retailers, you would see, you know, it goes, the range goes from $20 to $60 roughly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing better at an additional $30, it is a great improvement to see down road and have a lot more confidence. Yeah. In our, no. in our, re- in our uh. research, we've had a lot of drivers that would say, I just don't feel comfortable, so I'm not driving at night. So it's giving them their nights back, and I think that's really important. Mm. Yeah. Are, are you guys, and this is totally off topic, are you guys working on trying to change the, the kind of archaic headlight laws that we – I think the headlight the headlight law is based on something in the late 70s, right? Correct. And we work with NHTSA constantly to try to to try to tweak it, to try to make the benefits. Most of the time it's using a halogen bulb and trying to make sure that, that the, the tighter tolerances make all the difference on where mm. the filament is and trying to tighten up what is capable. And that hopefully will take the next step of making the performance of the assembly. The problem is it's the assembly makers then that need to to uh, take that into effect and, and make a better system going down the road. Yeah, I saw a headlight system in an in an Audi A8 that was a European car that had, I think it had like, I don't know, 23 LEDs on each side, and they would shut off based on oncoming traffic, so there was never any glare, there was never any blind spots. And I said, when are you, when's this coming to the United States? And they looked at me and said, uh, never, probably, unless the law changes. Yeah, and we that... that those are pieces that we are working on. Um, we have laser technology in Europe that we're working on. We're working on, on the dynamic systems like you just referenced, mm-hmm. which allows you to turn them on, turn them off as you're driving down the road using cameras. All of that it, we are working on. It will just it will take time because it, it is an, it's, a, it's a big government system that we have to work through, and all it takes time to make sure people are comfortable with the changes. Yeah, no, it, it it absolutely makes sense. If people want to find out more information about uh, Sylvania and the Automotive Lighting Survey, where can they find that? Um, Sylvania-automotive.com is our website, and we're working to update and add so, some of those components as we go along. A lot of it is designed to uh, to teach you how to, to improve your headlights on your car today. And, uh, you know, you're, you're right around the corner up in New Hampshire for the most part, right? 
We are. The yeah. major manufacturing facility for the world is in New Hampshire. We make over half a million light bulbs a day out of our manufacturing here. Were you up in, like, Hillsborough or somewhere up that way? Or? We're, up, we're up in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. Yep. Out of Concord, yep. Yeah, no, and it's uh, you know it's a, it's amazing that you know when you think about the like kind of like headlight capital of the world is up in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. You absolutely <laughs> are right. We are we are we are an amazingly advanced facility. I love I love walking through the facility. The the people that work there are are some of the best and some of the smartest in the world in uh, in manufacturing and what we make today. Yeah, and one last thing before you go. Uh, my producer Karen, she's driving down the road. Her headlight burns out. She pulls in someplace. They put they put a bulb in. You should put two in, right? You should absolutely put put two in. You know, I like to I like to ask the question: How many how many cars drive with only one headlight on at the time? You know, and when you can turn one and off, and everybody says, "Well, none." Mm. So, well, you should always replace them two and two at a time because the other one's probably going to burn out. Yeah, they all they all 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 bulbs like everything have a certain time limit, right? They have a certain number of hours that they're typically going to last. Correct. Correct, and it's. Some vehicles will have them last a little bit longer or say the other way around. Some of them are shorter because they have higher voltages mm-hmm. in their vehicles. So some run at 14 volts rather than 12, 12 and a half. That will shorten the life of a light bulb, but it will also make it bright, brighter as you're going down the road. Mm. So you get some benefits. But, but yeah, they, they will all have a, a certain life design to them. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, Brian, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday and joining us here in Boston and uh, helping us all see a little bit better at night. All right. Thanks for the time. All right. Take care, Brian. Bye-bye. Uh, Brian Noble from Sylvania, uh, and uh, I, I'm just, I'm just I, I know it's Sylvania Orstrom, and they're a big European company, but just the idea that they're really here. They're, they're in New Hampshire, of all places, so always good to, always good to see. Uh, last week, we gave away a uh, mag finger from our buddies at Busted Knuckle Garage, and uh, when I was talking to Warren, he said, uh, you know, if your listeners want to buy some stuff, which he would like you to buy some stuff, right? Uh, he actually has a uh, 10% discount coupon. So if you go onto his website, Busted Knuckle Garage, and you put in the promo code BKG, and then my name, John Paul, uh, you'll get 10% off your purchase. So if you want to buy you want to buy that, uh, that special holiday gift, uh, you can do that. And I think that's going to run for quite a while. It's going to it's going to run right up until uh, December 17th, so you can get your shopping in now. But uh, there's other than that, there's no other restrictions other than the code will expire on the 17th. So, yes, uh, uh, it's at BKG, John Paul, and Busted Knuckle Garage. So you get the point, BKG, Busted Knuckle Garage, and uh, John Paul. And you put that in, you'll at checkout, you'll get a full 10% off, no other restrictions other than that. Um, so you can buy uh, buy all that stuff for, uh, you know, your man cave. I don't really like that terminology, but you can, you know, you can get stuff there. Uh, our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to Ben, who's been very patiently on hold. Ben! Well, good morning, John. How are you? I'm good, and you? John, I have a trick question for you. All right. <laughs> okay, since you're discussing headlights, I've noticed when I drive at night, some lights are kind of yellow. Yep. Weak. Yep. And others are bright. Now, what causes this light bulb failing, or just a bad ground? It could be. It could be uh, a bad ground because you'll get this sort of a, a half lit sort of light, and sometimes what happens is you'll you'll look at a headlight wiring harness, and it grounds on the front of the car, and it will pick up rust, and it will just uh, it'll just be uh, kind of sort of a dimmish color, and then you'll see some of these. Um, you know, like Brian was saying, there are some 
it, bulbs you can buy on the internet that are, you know, like a lot of stuff all made in China or whatever. But I've seen some of these bulbs and they, they say high performance bulbs are like three ninety five a piece. And they're just not good bulbs, and they don't last very long, and they they can have a lot of problems too. But generally, when you see a, a, when you see both lights and they're they're dim, usually it's a bad bad ground of some sort. Well, actually, when a light starts to diminish, will it cause the same problem? It you know I it it could because it's just like um, you know the difference between a, a you can put a brand new headlight bulb in, not a not anything upgraded, just a brand new bulb in, and compare it to the bulb that's on the other side of the car, and you'll see, hey, this one's brighter than that one, uh, but they're generally not dim and yellow. They're they're just not as white and bright as they used to be. So when you see one that's yellowish color, like it's uh, looks like it's got you know, a piece of cellophane in front of it, it's usually because it's, uh, or a piece of wax paper in front of it, it's usually because uh, there's a bad connection to that bulb, and usually that connection's bad ground. Well, you notice how common that is, John. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, the average car on the road right now is over 11 years old. And, you know, some of these cars that are 11, 12, 13 years old, you know, the connections are starting to get a little iffy. Um, you know, we, we have two cars in our household. We're pretty, we're pretty normal, I guess. And, you know, one car is newer and one car is older. And, you know, the, the older car is starting to suffer a little bit here and there. And, you know, and it can be things like bad connections and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So. What I find interesting, John, people are aware of this, Right. Right. Yeah, how how many times do you actually get out? Yeah, how many times do you actually get out, turn your lights on in your car, and walk around and make sure they all look okay? Well, I check my brake lights. That's all. Yeah. Well, that's that's important. Yeah, but that's important, you know. And and I I I try to tell people, you know, every month or so, it's not a bad idea to go out and turn all the lights on in your car and make sure they all look okay, because. Um, one of the things I remember, I used to work at a, a a garage that was near a shopping mall, and you know we'd be we'd be open a little bit late. We weren't open that late, but you know people would come over and they'd say to they'd say to me, "Oh, my headlights just went out on my car, and they, it must be something serious." And what it was, both bulbs went out, and both bulbs don't go out immediately. What happens is one went out, and then a month later the other one went out, and they didn't notice because they were driving around with one headlight for all that time. In fact. We did an observational study back oh, probably 10 years ago or more that showed that um, just about one out of every five cars on the road has a headlight or a taillight out. Okay. Well, John, it might be a good idea to put an article in your magazine. I will do my best. You think it might help? I uh, never know. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Let's talk to John. John. Hi, John. How are you? All right. How are you? Just had a swallow of coffee. I'm better now. Okay. And and the fire and the fire alarm that was going off in the building got shut off. So you know things are getting better all the time. I was wondering if that was just me. No, no. Um, you had talked to me a couple of months back, probably about a '99 Maxima. Okay. That was sling kind of. Oh, was this the one that sat for quite a while? What? Is this the one that sat for quite a while? Um, it has. It doesn't have a lot of miles yeah. on it. Yeah, okay. Um, so you recommended I change the plugs. That really didn't seem to help. All right. But I did have a question about changing the plugs. The plugs I bought, I thought, were all kind of pre-gapped. And the gap in um, on the old ones that I pulled out and the new ones seemed to be about the same. But they really didn't seem to match up with what I thought the gap was supposed to be. Um 
the wire gap should slide between the the, the platinum tip and the um, the other piece, right? Right. Yeah, it should be it should be a light a light drag kind of on the on yeah. the yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to force it in, and it shouldn't rattle around inside there. It should some. It should be somewhere in between. So, yeah. Mm. Because what what did you what did you notice when you? Uh... Well, it seemed like um, at um, point zero four it would fly through. Yeah. Um, but at at forty four it wouldn't. Okay. But all the old plugs and the new plugs kind of all matched up um, in terms of what the gap was. I'm just wondering if I got a piece of crap gauge. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it could it could be, but um, you know, the gap on those plugs is you know should be you know you know somewhere between 39 and 43. So you know, if you're in there, you're you're pretty close. So. So. Better to trust what came out of the factory than to yeah yeah them. and and you know a lot of people don't even think twice they just you know pull the platinum plugs out of the box and and uh, you know maybe put a dab of of, uh, of uh, never sees or something on the plugs and wind them in and don't think anything of it um, I always like to give them a look only because you never know you know did you know one of the plugs coming off the conveyor belt get dropped on the ground and somebody just stuck it in the box and all of a sudden the you know the gap is you know the gap is off. You know it's it's a lot tighter than it's supposed to be. So I always think, even though these plugs, the platinum plugs, are essentially pre-gapped, it's it's not a bad idea to give them a look and just see how they are. Just eyeball it really more though. Well, yeah, more more or less. I mean, you know, if uh, you know, you can get you can get crazy to the point. You know, years years ago to try to get optimum performance, they used to do something called indexing the plugs, which was try to try to wind the plug. You'd mark the plug where the where the um, electrode would come around, and you try to wind that around so it was right in front of the intake valve. I'm in front of the intake valve, so as soon as the fuel went into the cylinder, it was gonna it was gonna hit right on right on the sweet spot of the spark plug. You know, is that really necessary? Maybe if you're trying to go, you know, 500 miles an hour, but you know, for most people, not that much. Did any of the plugs when you took them out? Any of the plugs look weird when you took them out, carboned up or dirty or no? Hmm. Okay. So assuming that the they're fine since I just replaced them, yep. what do you think the next logical thing to to check would be to cuz it's still and it's it, it's always probably there. Sometimes it stumbles and bucks more, sometimes you know, you just feel like you can't accelerate mm-hmm. without a little skip. Um what would be the next thing to check? Well, is there, I, you know, the next thing to check, and is there any, uh, you know, check engine lights on or anything? Nope. nope. A couple of months ago, it came on once. Okay. Um, so I've had problems with with um, coils before. In that case, it ran way, yeah. way worse. I mean, it wasn't drivable. So it, it seems like it's not a coil unless it's a very, very slight mm. problem with a coil, but it's it, doesn't seem like that's probably it. So I, I'm just not sure what the next thing to check for would be. Well, I mean, the next thing you need, you, yeah, you need to start looking a little bit closer at some of the computer and control systems, you know, things like the, you know, mass airflow sensor. And, you know, now what you need to do is you almost need to, you know, have somebody sit there with a scanner and make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be. The other thing that I would look for, and you said this is an older Nissan, right? Ninety something, ninety nine. Ninety nine. 
Yeah. Um, the other thing is the. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to visualize it. If this is one of the ones that has the air intake that's between uh, the air box and the throttle body, some of those the air intake would actually get a hole in the bottom of it. Does this have like a big four-inch hose that goes between the air box and the and the throttle body? Yeah. Yeah. Check that hose real carefully. Uh, pull it off and look at it. Sometimes it'll deteriorate down near the bottom. So then, what you're getting is unmetered air that's getting to the getting to the throttle. So it doesn't it it's not adjusting the fuel mixture correctly because it's not moving it's not moving through um, through properly. So I'd, I'd pull that off and give it a really close look. Any kind of okay. a crack in that hose that 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 can be the whole story. So. Other than trying to troubleshoot this, you know, checking the airflow. Yeah, you know, looking for looking for old fashioned things, vacuum leaks and things like that. You know, I, I would take, you know, I would go around and you know check every vacuum line. You know, just wherever the vacuum line comes out of the engine when it's not running quite right. You know, go around with a, you know, a pair of, uh, you know, needle nose pliers and start squeezing hoses and see if you know all of a sudden it smooths out. You get to a hose that smooths out, and you say, "Oh, okay." Then there's going to be a vacuum leak somewhere in the system. You know, short of you know having somebody with a smoke machine smoke the whole engine and find out if there's if there's a vacuum leak somewhere that you're you're just missing. So you can do a little bit that way. I can check a couple of these things, and then if if I can't troubleshoot this thing, I just got to take it. To yeah, me. I mean that's kind of what it's going to come down to. I mean, if you're if you're at if you're at the point where you've kind of played with it, you've looked at it, you've looked at all of the you know all the all the things that you can look at without a lot of a lot of hand tools. You know, then at that point, you know, when you're looking at things like you know hesitation and surging and bucking. You know, like I said, the air duct, uh, you know, air leakage around the mass airflow sensor, you know, those can certainly be part of it. Um, you know, th those are those are things that I would I would want to look at if I had no tools around. You know, if I I always joke about, you know, if I'm I'm stuck in the woods and the bears are coming to get me and what do I do? I only have, you know, I have a a, a multi-tool and a screwdriver. Uh, you know, what am I going to try to look for? That, that would be the things I would look for. I would look for that air duct to the um, uh, an air leakage to the mass airflow sensor and see what's going on there. Fairly common with some of these uh, some of these older Nissans, the mass airflow sensor goes bad. That's a fairly expensive repair, but I would look for a leak to it first. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. Let's go to Rick. Rick. Hey there. Hey there. Um, just a uh, guy has been around about 115 years. Which car company has been the most innovative over the years? And I'll just hang up and let you talk. Wow. All right. Now I now I'm, I'm going to have to give this some thought. I think I'm going to need more more coffee. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to get some more coffee too. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> so the most innovative, most innovative car company. Hmm. Hmm. Makes me want to think about that a little bit. While I'm doing that, I might as well talk about the car that got me here today, which is the uh, Kia Cadenza. The Kia Cadenza is a uh, five-passenger, four-door sedan with all the luxury features you would expect to find in some of the best cars of Europe. Yes, from Kia. The Cadenza is a is powered by a 3.3-liter V6 engine that makes 290 horsepower, and that's directed to the front wheels through an eight-speed transmission. The Cadenza comes in three models, premium technology, and limited. Our road test was in the limited edition. This car was so new that I couldn't find a actual price on the car. 
included in uh, this model was heated and cooled seats, heated steering wheel, power, everything, a huge sunroof, uh, dual zone climate control, four transmission modes, Napa leather seats. I mean, this is a uh, this is this is a pretty fancy car. Uh, bolstering the new condenser, a cutting-edge driver assistance technology such as advanced smart cruise control with stop-and-go functionality. What that means is you uh, you set the cruise control and uh, don't do much after that. You set the cruise control. You can set it for just about any speed, and um, the car in front of you speeds up. You speed up to whatever you set the cruise control at. car in front of you slows down. You slow down accordingly. Car in front of you comes to a stop. Your car, in fact, comes to a stop without even stepping on the brakes. It's 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 smart cruise control, and it. We're starting to see it in a lot of cars. Uh, Hyundai, I think, had it before Kia did. Um, another Kia first is this smart uh, blind spot detection system, which is designed to sense unintentional drifting towards an adjacent vehicle, and that's pretty interesting because different than. Uh, lane departure warning and lane departure correction where you drift out of the lane and the car tells you that you're drifting out of the lane and it may even help fix the problem. This is where, and you've seen it happen before, two cars decide they want to change lanes at the same time. One goes left, one goes right. They almost run into each other. Well, in this particular case, what happens is it will actually apply the brake if it senses there's a car right in your blind spot you didn't see, and it will actually make that correction for you. And uh, I have yet to experience it, and I don't really want to, but it's there in case you need it. And then, of course, it has um, automatic braking in case you're, in case you're, uh, you're driving down the road and uh, you don't quite pay enough attention and the car in front of you comes to a stop and you're not quite ready for it, uh, this has automatic emergency braking, which will uh, get the car stopped quicker than probably you can. And like I said, it's got all this, uh, they call it human-machine interface, which, you know, ergonomically, they're using all the fancy words, ergonomically, human-machine interface, intelligent design. But it does have knobs and buttons that make stuff easy to use, which I like to see. It has a navigation system. It seems to work really well. Um, it has a, a heads-up display, so it, it projects this image onto the windshield. And what's nice about the heads-up display, besides it has the navigation cor- directions built into it, so you're driving down the road and you're looking straight ahead and the little heads-up display says, oh, in 500 feet you need to take a right turn. The other thing it does when you're not using the navigation system for anything, it also tells you the speed limit. So on the way here today, um, I was constantly reminded every time I looked out the windshield what the speed limit was. So I knew that uh, if you know it was 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, whatever it was, and then it also, in that display, told me how fast I was going. So if I looked over and I'm like, oh, I'm going 40 and the speed limit's 30, it's time to slow down. So it's kind of a nice constant reminder about... Um, you know, what you're doing, and it's all through the heads-up display. And there's also this surround view monitor, which has, uh, um, you just get a bird's-eye view of all the area around the vehicle. makes it easier to park. Um, other features include the new smart trunk, which conveniently opens the trunk lid if the sensor detects the key fob for more than three seconds. Um, I've had mixed results with it. I've stood in the back corner of the car, and the trunk pops right open. Other times I've stood in the back corner of the car and the trunk hasn't opened. Um, but it's, it's kind of a, if, if I can figure out exactly where I'm supposed and I and I haven't 
looked I, my fault. I haven't looked in the owner's manual, and I'm sure there's a position where you're supposed to be, but um, it has worked out. One day I was this week I was up in Rockport doing a doing a, a program, and I came out of the the place I was at, the Rockport Council on Aging, and I had my hands full with my laptop bag and my projector and all that stuff stood by the back of the car for a couple seconds trunk popped open it was kind of nice and because my keys were in my pocket rather than taking them out of my pocket and get ready so it when it worked it worked pretty well um also it's got all the you know connectivity with apple carplay and uh, android auto and all that sort of stuff uh, there is this 630 watt Harman Kardon sound system that you can get for the car too. Um, Kia, and, Kia engineers also focused on reliability, and some people say, "Well, how reliable is a Kia?" Well, one of the things they did, they took the engine and they ran it at full power under full load for 41 consecutive days to make sure it was going to run the way it should, and they they equate that to 100,000 miles of re- real world driving. So. Um, I would just like to be someplace and see where this engine's running for 41 days at full power. It's got to be pretty, got to be pretty wild and loud. EPA says mileage is uh, 20 in the city, 28 on the highway, 23 overall. I've been doing a little bit better overall. I've been up around 25. The bottom line with the, this Kia Cadenza is uh, the folks from all those kind of luxury cars: Buick, Lexus, Audi, Infiniti. Um, they all need to, to look at Kia right now. And who, whoever thought that uh, Kia would have a uh, Kia would have a car that would be a luxury Napa leather interior, heated seats, cooled seats, um, all these things inside of Kia. You know, everybody thought everybody remembers when Kias were inexpensive little cars. And our trivia question is going to be based on one of the. Um, one of the little sales slogans from Kia. What was what did what did Kia what did Kia say? And it had the word surprise in it. What was the what was their tagline about Kia? It had the word surprise in it. If you know the answer to that, we will send you, or I won't, but Warren will send you a magnetic finger. Also from the people at Stoner Car Care Products, I will send you a can of Stoner Glass Cleaner and Repel. Um, Stoner Products makes something called Invisible Glass. Invisible Glass is a really good glass cleaner. If you're plagued with that film that builds up in the inside of your windshield, uh, Invisible Glass is a good product for that. In fact, we're going to have the folks from Stoner on in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's just, they have, they have some really good products. And this is one, there's two window cleaners I've found that do, do a good job of cleaning that film on the inside of the window. One is theirs, Invisible Glass, and the second one is, um, is Sprayway. Uh, uh, they're both old-fashioned, foamy sort of aer- aerosol can cleaners. And they both do, uh, you know, the Stoner Invisible Glass one does a good job. And I wasn't aware they had a whole line of other products. I knew some of their products, but I didn't know they had quite as many. So I just wanted to, uh, I was always very happy with that. So uh, so if you have an idea what the Kia tagline was, and it had the word surprise in it. So Kia and the word surprise, and this car truly was a surprise. 
617-770-3030 is how you get through and you can talk to us about your car car problems or a guess at trivia. So what do you think about driverless cars? Boston's heading down the road to driverless cars, according to the State House News Agency. As Boston embarks on a collaborative with the with an international nonprofit to put autonomous vehicles on the streets, uh, Mayor Marty Walsh said he has some questions about the endeavor and its legality is questionable. Uh, it's so early in the process, we still have a long way to go before it's fully vetted, Walsh told reporters and asked why he would pursue self-driving cars in a city with such notoriously bad human drivers. The World Economic Forum, a business government group based in Switzerland, sought applications in April from cities interested in developing smart transportation plans to include preparations for the advent of autonomous and connected vehicles. Um, the project manager for the program for the group said Boston was selected out of 10 applicants because of innovations in transportation with the Hubway bicycle sharing uh, high-end bus service, Zipcar autom- Automotive uh, sharing established routes in the city as well as a cluster of tech companies, academia, and a commitment from City Hall. The level of commitment was really high, according to the city, and there's no formal agreement with the World Forum yet. I think what's interesting about this is I just saw a recent report that said with autonomous vehicles, and what I think is most interesting about this, with autonomous vehicles, if they do get into a crash, it's not going to be the fault of the driver. It's, it looks like it might be a, um, a product issue. So it's going to be, oh, the product didn't work the way it was supposed to. I find that sort of interesting. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to Dale. Dale? Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I called to answer the uh, trivia question. And the answer is? Uh, the power to surprise. It is. You are correct. The power to surprise. And and I have to tell you, the first Kia I ever got into years ago really didn't surprise me. It felt like the first Hyundai I got into years ago, which was the Excel, which didn't surprise me either. It was it was kind of a takeoff of a, of a Mitsubishi, which was a moderately okay car, I guess. But I got to tell you, this Kia Cadenza is... Um, it's front wheel drive. It's almost three hundred horsepower. It is uh, it is luxury interior throughout. Memory seats, heated and cooled seats. This is really a surprisingly good car with a great style to it um, and ridiculous amounts of technology. It really it really was a surprise. So, I'll tell you what. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I actually own a Kia Optima. Uh, what do you think? I love it. I yeah. It in 2014. It's- a lot of car for the money runs great. Um, is very reasonably priced, and uh, you know the service is great on them, and the warranty is great. So yeah, very happy with, happy no, with it. No, they're they're uh, they're a good car, and you look at uh, you know I'm still uh, I guess. I guess it's no different than, you know, Chevrolet and Buick. You know, Hyundai and Kia are owned by the same company. And I asked the Kia people one time, what do you consider Hyundai? And they said competitors. And I said, but you share so much internally with, um, you know, you look at, you look at the, you know, you know, Kia versus the Hyundai Sonata, or you look at the, you know, Hyundai Santa Fe versus the, the Kia uh, Sorento, and they share an awful lot of bits and pieces here and there, but they are truly competitors with each other. The Kia, I guess, is uh, they try to be the younger, the younger version of Hyundai, and I, I don't know, they still seem pretty similar to me. But well, it's a great looking car, for yep. sure, design wise. 
Yeah, no, they did. They did a great job. They did a great job with design. They did a great job um, putting putting everything together with it. The the dependability has gone up 150 percent. Um, you know, it's a, and they're they're doing they're doing a lot of design here, and they're doing they're also doing a fair amount of building here. So, yeah, the the cadenza looks very interesting. It's on the Optima platform. I think the bigger car, though, yeah, a lot a lot more extras. Yeah, there all is um, a ridiculous amount of extras in this car, but uh, but it is you know for somebody who was out and they said you know I want to buy a I want to buy a Lexus or I want to buy an A6 or I want to buy a you know whatever this is you know a Buick or you know th- th- this is a car that competes with any one of them. I I think they just they they did a really good job with it. And, yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind moving up to that. Yeah, well you know uh, I'm giving it back in a, about a day or so. You, you know. Maybe maybe yeah. you, maybe I can just give it to you. <laughs> Tell you what, stay stay right there, and uh, and uh, Karen will get your name, address, and telephone number. We'll get you out uh, a can of invisible glass um, uh, clean and repel, and also we'll uh, we'll talk to our buddy Warren, and he'll get you out a a, a magic a magnetic finger. All right, thank all right, you, John. I all right, it. thanks. All right, take care. Okay, Karen will take care of that, and. Uh, we will take a break in just a minute. We'll let her do her work, and we'll take a break. And when we do, we're going to be talking to the guys from the car consultancy and see what's up with them these days and see if they're, you know, is there a good time to buy a car? Is there a bad time to buy a car? Um, I think so. I think there is. Um, there's a pretty interesting article from Automotive News, and it says uh, how GM pulled a fast one on EV1 upmanship. It says General Motors quoted a 250-mile claim for its European version of the Chevy Bolt electric car ahead of the Paris Auto Show, then significantly upped it to 310 miles. Why? Because GM knew the French maker Renault was gearing up for a claim to crown the first affordable long-range luxury car for itself with a 250-mile Zoe subcompact. So GM sandbagged. Until Paris, we told the world that the um, Opel Ampera E, which is the... uh, the uh, European equivalent of the Chevy Bolt, had a 250-mile range. Renault matched that number. Then we kicked that number's butt with 310 miles, GM's Ford EV development Pam Fletcher told Automotive News on the show sidelines. uh, They didn't shoot high enough. The almost identical Bolt is rated at 238 miles in the U.S., but current European test cycle is much more generous to electric cars in the quota range, something that gets fixed next year. So no one questioned the lowball European claim ahead of the show. And then when the Ampere E had changed, um, had been unveiled, GM went in and changed all the figures in pre-show press releases. So a little sneaky on them. Why don't we take a break and uh, pay a couple bills and invite Ira and say hello. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston, or maybe even AM 1260 WBIX. We'll be right back. Don't you just hate the hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. 
Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Equal opportunity lender. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. With the leaves falling and the temperature dropping, it won't be long before we're dealing with wintry driving conditions. Partner up with Sullivan Tire and Auto Service and we'll get you ready for anything Old Man Winter has in store. Now through October 31st, stop into any Sullivan Tire, buy three, and get the fourth tire free on all Yokohama all-season tires in stock. Yokohama tires are perfect for challenging New England weather, and we've got them to fit any size car, SUV, or light truck. And Sullivan Tire does more than just offer the best deals on tires. Trust our team of ASE certified professionals to keep your car running right all season long. Winterizing, engine diagnostics, factory scheduled maintenance, transmissions, brakes, batteries, steering and suspension suspension, exhaust systems, wiper blades, and so much more. Right now, save big on Yokohama tires. Buy three Yokohama tires and get the fourth one free. Don't let winter get the best of you. Trust Sullivan Tire to get you ready. Visit SullivanTire.com or call 877-592-TIRE. This coming election will determine the future of America. It may be the end of life as we know it in America, or it could be the beginning of the best of America. But whatever it may be, you have a responsibility because you have the privilege to vote your conviction in the next election. This message is brought to you by National Religious Broadcasters. Make plans now to vote November 8th. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Let's go real quick to John. Hey, John. Yeah, hi. Hi, John. How are you? Yeah, how are we doing? All right? Uh, we're doing okay. Your phone sounds a little off, but go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to mention, uh, because there's going to be a show in Lakeland, Florida, November 10th, 11th, and 12th, dealing with the city car vanguard. Oh, really? Yeah, Lakeland, Florida. The people who are interested, anyone could go. It's open to anyone who'd like to go see that show. There'll be other electric cars there, but uh, basically there'll be a lot of people that work for that company talking about how the car was made, and it was probably the most mass-produced car until Tesla came along. Yeah, no, that 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 was that was kind of that was kind of, and it's going to be it's going to be November what in Lakeland, Florida, for all those snowbirds heading to Florida. 
in Lakeland, Florida. There's a website, yeah. I think, pretty far. They have their own website yeah. about Vanguard uh, on the Internet. And uh, Lakeland, Florida, it's going to be November 10th, 11th, 12th. And um, anybody's interested in seeing this little car, it's kind of the grandfather of the smart car. Yeah, it really, it, it really was. I... I I I remember when they first came out. I went down and looked at them, and I almost bought a used one years ago. And uh, but I still see, yeah, yeah. I, I still I still see. There's one that there's one that drives around Yarmouth all the time that I see I see every once in a while. And it's a it you know it's uh it's uh, it, it is not in exactly stunning condition, but the guy uses it I think as a regular regular daily driver, and I have a feeling he takes it down to his boat. Yeah, well, there are people that do. Right? Yep. There was a show two years ago in Alabama, and they met an easy performance, and that's a repair center that yep. primarily deals with those cars. They yep. know a lot about them. And there are people that deal and drive with them daily from the city cars. Yep. Daily no. no, they're pretty interesting stuff. Hey, John, I'll let you go. But yeah, thanks for I the information. You. All right, okay. take care. Bye-bye now. Okay, in the studio. We don't get people in the studio very often. I should have dressed up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, but the guys from uh, the car consultancy, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Ira, um, president and founder of the car consultancy. I'm David, and welcome, welcome back. And um, is there a bad time to buy a car? Either one, either one of you. No, no, no. There's not no. a bad time to no. buy a car. No, so the time to buy a car is if you need a car. If you need a car, <laughs> is well, is it a bad time to buy a car when you absolutely need a car? Like I, I just uh, the wheels fell off my car this morning and I need to buy it this afternoon. Or is it better if I need to buy a car in a month? It's obviously better if you have more time. Yeah, for lots of reasons. And some people, frankly can't deal with the stress yep. of, of, you know, shopping yep. over a period of a month. Oh, okay. You know, so, yep. but the more time you have, the better of a deal we can negotiate yep. and, pretty and, much every time. And, and you kind of have an idea what you want at that point, right? Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's, uh, I remember, I remember a, a, an old used car dealer f- that I knew said to me, nothing better than somebody who walks in because they have to, they're looking for a car to drive out. And he said, you know, the, you know, when somebody walks into the car lot, I know I'm probably going to do, I'm probably going to sell them a car before they leave. And I, and I always kind of thought about that and said, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, um, but tell us, tell us about your service. What do you guys do? So we help people basically either purchase or lease a car mm-hmm. um, and we can provide them pressure-free test drives to go and see what cars they really want or may be interested in, taking away that kind of sales pressure from them. And we will negotiate the deal for them. Um, We'll contact multiple dealerships Mm -hmm. and basically make the process as enjoyable as possible for them. And we get people um, or clients who are in different phases of their car search and some know exactly what they want, mm-hmm. and some don't. So we'll discuss, you know, all, like purchasing versus leasing. You know, um, we'll help them and steer them towards getting financing if they need um, financing. So we take all the pressure away from the process of buying mm. a car from, from them. Yeah, I don't remember if I told this story when I was in, but uh, when you were in last time. But I went car shopping one day, and uh, I was just coming home from work. I kind of knew what I wanted. I sent the dealership an email, and they said they had the car there. 
Um, they literally tried to trap me in the dealership. Um, they, uh, the car that I wanted to buy, um, come to find out they never even had it, hmm. even though they lied to me and told me they did. And then when I got there and then it was, you know, then there was sort of the high pressure, you know, sales tactics, two or three salespeople came out. It was, just, it was, <laughs> it was, I, because I, I don't really care it, but I can only imagine what it would have been like for somebody who was intimidated by this sort of stuff. And I just, it, for me, it just turned into a, a laughing joke, but uh, I, I really, all I wanted to say was, you know, do you have the car? How much is it? And if, you know, depending on my trade in, you know, we'll, I'll, you know, buy it today. And, but it just went so poorly. And I think that's what your service avoids all of that. Yes, um, we choose to deal with dealerships that are reputable mm -hmm. and that don't play games. And we have relationships, you know, with what I call clean dealerships. Yep. Yeah. And, and, um, and that, and, you know, the other thing you brought was the, the you know, mentioned was the hassle free test drive. So often I've been on test drives and it's sort of this predetermined half a mile route down smooth roads. Um, you know, with the salesperson babbling away about everything they shouldn't be babbling away about, not being very informative about the vehicle and going out and taking that, you know, the, you know, I, I remember my wife and I went on a test drive and they said, I said, oh, you know, and you know, the, the sales guy just about pushed my wife out of the way and said, no, no, I have to be in the front seat. And I'm like, well, you don't actually, you know, and, and I said, I have an idea. Why don't you sit in the back and my wife and I can sit in the front and we can go for a ride. And he's like, well, you need to go. And I said, no, I don't need to go. And, and I said, unless I can test drive the car the way I want to test drive it, I'm not interested in your car. And that did change their mind a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. We highly encourage people to really take test drives that are thorough test drives and really play with the car, take the car out on the highway, check out the air conditioning right. system and all that stuff. And when they go in at the dealerships that we work with, they're going to have a positive experience. And the salesperson is not going to be doing his typical sales right. thing. He's going to create an experience that, you know, the person who walks in or the client learns about the car yep. and has a very positive experience. Yeah. He's going to create a sales experience to continue to do business with you. Yes. Which is the important part, the the part that, you know, rather than, you know, if he, he keeps that relationship with you, that means he has customers that keep coming in, which which means that he's going to be able to sell more cars. And that's their job is to sell cars. So uh, so you, you help him do this. Um, you know, and the other thing, and you brought up a really good point about, you know, take the car for a ride. I remember this was probably 10 years ago. And uh, a woman called me and she said, I bought a Toyota Camry. I said, oh, it's a good car. Toyota Camry is a great car. You can't go wrong with it. It's a good choice. And she said, I hate the car. I, I, she said, I only have, it's, it's five months old and I only have literally a thousand miles on it or something. And I said to her, well, why'd you buy the car? And she said, well, everybody told me they're a good car, just like you just did. I said, well, you didn't test drive? Well, she I went down and looked at it but I just drove it home and then I found out the seat's not comfortable and I can't really see good out the back window. And I said, so it's, it's not that it's not a good car. It's just not a good car for you. And she's yeah, but now what do I do with it? It's six months old and I still hate it and I can't drive it. It's funny. I had a client who basically bought a car who actually has back problems 
and bought this car and three you know maybe three weeks later he was hating the car um he didn't really recognize that this car was not going to be good for his back so i had set up for him some longer test drives like Mm. one day test drives obviously dealerships can't give you a car for three weeks whatever but to really get a feel and really drive the car and see if his back Mm. would be comfortable see if he would be comfortable in that car so we have kind of the relationships with dealerships where we can kind of set that up for our clients yeah and it, it is i mean every every new car feels great right yeah. You get in a new car, and you and it, and it could be a yeah. it could be a fifteen thousand dollar car. It can be a five hundred thousand dollar car. You get in, and you go, oh, it's nice and it's new and it feels good. But you know, after it's five months old, and I only have literally a thousand miles on it or something, and all of a sudden I hate the car. Why don't we take a uh, quick break? We'll be right back. Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA. Roxbury Latin School, Belmont Hill School, Dexter Southfield, Boston Latin School. Behind me is a partial list of top quality schools in our area, and all of these schools, all of them, are made even better by graduates of South Boston Catholic Academy. South Boston Catholic Academy is a special place where a faith-based education thrives, where vibrant learning and academic excellence are the norm. High student expectations, enviable teacher qualifications, strong 21st century technology, and Boston is our extended classroom. At South Boston Catholic Academy, our Catholic faith is a key component of our understanding of optimal child development. Our emphasis is on creating moral citizens, building community, embracing the idea of service to others, and developing Developing leadership skills. Father Robert Casey and Principal Nancy Carr work closely to ensure that all faiths feel welcome for the absolute best for your child. Learn much more at sbcatholicacademy.org. Ladies, mark your calendars now as Salem Media Group proudly presents the Woman Strong event coming up on Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Crossroads Worship Center in Weymouth with featured speakers Pastor Liz Walker and Pastor Karen Redwanski. I don't know about you, but my life is so hectic and so filled with surprises that we need an encouraging word from the Lord and an encouragement from one another. I'm thrilled to be a part of this. This is about what it means to be a woman in the 21st 
21st century. Maybe you've had setbacks and how are you going to move forward? At the end of that day, we're going to go away stronger than how we came. Admission includes a continental breakfast and lunch. Tickets are just $10. Get yours by logging on to wezradio.com or wrolradio.com. Just click on the Woman Strong banner and get ready to join us at the Crossroads Worship Center in Weymouth on Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're putting this day together for you. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Uh, with us in the studio is Iron David from the Car Consultancy. And uh, we were chit-chatting a little bit, and you wanted to get back to an original question about... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you had, you had asked, you know, is there a bad time to buy a car? And, uh, you know, I was thinking more uh, chronologically. Yeah. And, and your question was more about, like, what, my, what a person's situation yep. might actually yep. be. It's really interesting, and for some reason the two didn't gel in my head yep. at the time. Um, but as you pointed out, you know, a person who's um, a motivated buyer, because the wheels just, I think, is what right. you said, yeah, the wheels, wheels fell, fell off, off yeah, car, <laughs> uh, is is in a situation where they really are at the the mercy, so to speak, I'm right? The word, but it's what came to mind, you know, the mercy of whatever the sales situation mm-hmm. is. Um, so obviously, the longer somebody has to to um, explore, we're right. talking about test yep. driving, right? It's really critical. Uh, that people test drive a vehicle, even if they're coming out of the exact same model. Into, yeah, into, yeah, because know. things do change. You're they absolutely do. right. And, and it was kind of funny, you know, I talked about my bad, not, I didn't buy a car, but it was a bad experience. And the difference between when I walked in and they told me this is the bottom line price, and as I walked out the door, there was about a $6,000 difference in the car. And the guy said to me, well, won't you buy it now? And I said, No. And he said, why? And I said, because you were going to take advantage of me for $6,000. And $6,000 is a lot of money. And I said, you came in, when I came in, you told me that was the best price. And now that best price is suddenly 6000 Well, we're not making any money. In fact, we're losing money when we're selling this car at that price. And I said, but you wanted to take $6,000 out of my pocket. Um, I just can't do business with somebody who does business that way. And he said, well, I don't get it. And I'm like, that's the problem. You don't get it. And I, walk, and I walked away, but it was even hard to walk away because they literally blocked the showroom door and made it hard for me to walk out to the point where I had to, like, back through someone to kind of push them out of the way. So, again, there are, you know, I used to think that these experiences didn't exist anymore. There used to be a, a dealership up in the North Shore that was sort of the king of $99 down and $99 a month, and they would take your keys and throw them up on the roof. And apparently up on the roof there was a bunch of bunch of keys of people who couldn't who couldn't drive home because they couldn't, they didn't have their cars, and they ended up getting in these $99 down lease type things. And what happened was it was, it was, it was just, it was terrible. And people didn't realize, oh, at the end of, and this was in the old days, at the end of that lease, there was this gigantic balloon payment they had to make. And, you know, it was, it was terrible. So your service does away with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, everything that we do is designed to make the experience, the ultimate buyer experience for people. And I'm shaking my head and I was laughing a little bit at your story, which is, is sad that I'm laughing, frankly, because, I mean, it's a funny story, yeah. but, 
But for the person going through that, and certainly in the moment, and probably for a long time after that, it is not a fun yeah. or funny experience. Yeah. And it really is a shame, but yeah. it does still exist in the industry. Yeah. Some dealerships that operate on more of a predatory style yeah. of business instead of a relationship yeah. style of business. Yeah. And I mean, would you consider your service sort of like a concierge service where, you know, no different than if I go into a nice hotel and I say, oh, can I get, uh, can I get an Uber to get here? And do you think you can get me tickets to this? And they kind of do that. Do you consider yourself sort of that way? Yes. Yeah, we, we do. Um, what we can do basically is, you know, most people who are buying a car, it's the second largest purchase that they have. Right. You know, they buy yeah. a house. They buy the yeah. first largest. Right? Yeah. And, you know, getting... Um, some help along the way of the process of buying a car. You know, we've been doing this for 20 years. We've bought hundreds of cars and or helped people buy hundreds yep. of cars. And we know kind of the way around or, or what's going on out there where we can absolutely help people, you know, save time, save money, you know, and just have a really good um, experience. Yep. And there are people who just absolutely hate the car buying yeah because they don't want to go through it yeah and I, I think we mentioned last time we were on the show you know we had somebody we were at a trade show and we had some woman come up to us and said to us that you know buying a car was more painful than childbirth uh, we couldn't really relate to that in the sense that we're men but we got <laughs> the idea got right? yeah, yeah I, i've always heard root canal yeah you know i'd rather have a root canal than go buy a car and you know to me buying a car is fun usually and even when it even when it goes as bad as it goes like that time, to me, I guess the weird part of me, it's still fun because I know I can always walk away and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not bothered by it all. But, but for a lot of people, it's just a bad, bad experience. Now, how do you guys, you know, without, you know, trade secrets, I guess, you know, you, you know the dealer pays this much, they sell it for this much. How do you help people save money when the information's out there today where you go on Kelly Blue Book or NADA Guides or TrueCar or any of those sites and you think you're getting a good deal because you're saying, oh, well, the dealer cost is 25000 and the retail price is 29000 and they're going to sell it to me for 26000 That sounds like a good deal. But what, what do you, what's sort of the inside part of that? How does that all work? So what, what we're able to do is... There are the manufacturers are providing incentives to, or rebates to the dealerships that are not apps that are not necessarily advertised yep. to the public. Right, and we're able to find kind of that those incentives. Yeah, fine. So we're able to basically help our clients buy yep. at the absolute you know right. Yeah. So it's because you have this relationship, they sort of let you into the inside of that, right? Where they let you in and let you know that, um, hey, look, there's some, there's some, besides customer incentives right now, there's some dealer incentives, there's some floor plan money, there's some, there's something else that we can make this deal because they get based on sales commissions too. So, um, you know, if they know there's, they're one car away from their next big bonus. And if you're, and if you're the one who has a buyer who's looking for that particular car, that's a benefit to them and you and your buyer, right? Yeah. That's what we do. We create win, win, win situations all the way around. And we've had dealerships call us to ask us, you know, we have a list of clients right. who are waiting to purchase cars, yep. right? Not in a real rush. And, you know, I need to move nine cars in the next two days. Mm. have any clients that can help us yep. that want yep. this type of car. So well, that's what we're out to do is create, you know, a win-win win situation. Yep. 
Didn't we recently had a situation with with a dealership locally, mm-hmm. right? That wanted to Toyota. move. Yep. Toyota. Yep. Were able to basically Toyota leases were simply amazing. That were um, unheard of. They need to move some, you know, Toyota Rav4s. Yep. So we help them do that. Well, that's a good point. You also help people with leases. I never, I never even gave that some thought. And leasing, leasing is kind of funny because sometimes leases are negotiable and sometimes they're not, right? Well, leases are always always negotiable. Always negotiable. Always yeah. negotiable. There's a couple different components uh, involved in the lease, or three basically: yep. the money factor, the residual value, and the selling price. And basically, you could always negotiate the selling price. Right. And then the money factors have a tendency to get marked up uh, <laughs> by dealerships, and so what maybe we're able to work on that as well. Um, so, and then. Sometimes residual values get played with as well. Yeah. And it's a much more complex yep. situation for the consumer to understand. Yep. Yeah, it is, a, it is a little bit of fuzzy math. Hey, we got to get going because uh, Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hip Parade is coming up uh, right here on AM 950 WROL. And he wants to get to work because he wants to eventually get home too. So, uh, uh, But your website is thecarconsultancy.com, right? Correct. And uh, and you guys are real guys. You you're not just some you're not some uh, computer model somewhere that no one can ever talk to. You you they can talk to you. Yeah. They can talk to you guys. That's the way to do it. And I know uh, I know Dr. Paul Sullivan here. He needs a new car, and he wants to talk with you guys at some point. So, can all right, eight hundred number. Very yeah, absolutely, absolutely, sure. Right now it's eight hundred two eight zero three five one seven. Thanks for having us. Eight hundred two eight zero three five one seven. Perfect. Uh, We need to go. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program, and I will be back next week. But until then, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.